Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends, so glad you are here in this space with me today and I am hoping you are having a wonderful day so far. Today we are going to discuss using journaling for weight loss. I will talk about why it works and also how to take a few steps to implement a journaling practice if you are so inclined. Couple of things real quick first. My new website is up and running. That's at heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. You from there can sign up for my monthly newsletter, usually all things about well-being. You can also request appointments from there as well as um, I just offer some other information on there. There's uh, like a blog there. It's under a heading called journal. So things to read about, stress relief, sleep, um, just all things well-being. You can also get to my social media links from there, and you can even listen to both my podcasts from my website now. So my new podcast is called Intermittent Fasting with Heather Heinen. That is all things intermittent fasting. So go take a listen if that is something that interests you. Um, There's also one other thing on the website. It's a page called Things I Like. It's actually under the journal tab. Um, But on that, you can find books that I really love or like. You can also find my beauty counter link, where if you use that link, um, you get a discount and things that I'm using, um, all those sorts of things. Okay, so I think that's it. So let's get back into journaling. I kind of love this topic because I've heard from many people I work with as well as friends and acquaintances that, that people... so. You know, when you talk about journaling, people seem to be in two camps. The first camp, it's the group who would like to have a journal practice, but just don't have time or can't create consistency with it. And then there's the other camp. I hate journaling. So for those of you in the first camp, I hope after after listening to this, you're going to take away some ideas that might help you get into a journaling practice where you don't hold the belief um, that you don't have time or that you can't stay consistent because you do have time and you can. And if you're in the second camp, you just hate journaling, I guess my hope would be after you listen to this um, that maybe you would just revisit the feeling of hate around journaling and and maybe just give it a try once a week and see if you truly, truly hate it or if maybe you find something from it that is helpful or useful enough to keep you doing more because I really do believe in the power of journaling, of writing. Okay, we'll see. So let's first talk about the why. Why should I journal? And the biggest reason, and for our purposes, is that 
journaling improves health. And this is actually scientifically proven. So we there's we actually have lots of research, lots lots of studies around journaling, and um, that it is very very beneficial for our whole body health. So let's talk about what it does for the brain first. There was one study from Michigan State University, and they concluded that um, expressive writing helps us to worry less. So on a neurological level. Being worried is like kind of like constantly multitasking. So the brain is constantly multitasking when we are worried. You're, you're trying to focus on one thing, but in the background, your brain is ruminating on worry thoughts that are, you know, kind of in this circle going round and round and never stopping. Um, and that truly is what ruminating thinking is. And often worries are ruminating thoughts. And so because of this, it takes a lot of energy for the brain to kind of suppress what it's doing so that you can focus on what you're trying to focus on. You know, so part of your possible brain energy is being wasted on trying to suppress the, the ruminating worries. So it is almost impossible to stay fully present. Well, it is impossible to stay fully present when you are worrying. And this particular study found that subjects experiencing anxiety whose brains and they were measuring the brains with EEGs. And um, so the subjects experiencing anxiety, that group, they used expressive writing um, in a journal and they they found that their brains, when they did this, became more efficient and used less, less brain resources when given a cognitive test after writing in the journal. Basically, it showed that the behavior of expressive writing and, um, you know, that that helps clear your mind of worry and free up brain energy and brain resources. Another study on journal therapy showed that written words can make an experience of trauma less intense. And this is why many of us as therapists help clients move through trauma with trauma narratives. They're called trauma narratives. They are written about the trauma by the client over and over. um, and, And this shows very wonderful outcomes. It's very helpful in healing and helping the person move through the trauma and beyond it. Um, and if you think about this, this actually works through exposure therapy, which which is um, exposure therapy is a proven way to help people get over fear in a very safe way. So more exposure to the emotions or anything we fear. So if you've experienced a trauma, actually the more exposure to the emotions of the trauma um, in a very safe environment eventually leads to what we call extinction in the world of psychotherapy. And extinction is when there's no longer those overwhelming emotions that go along with the trauma. Um, And by the way, if you have had a trauma or experienced multiple traumas, Um, or you deal with complex trauma in your life and you want to do this work to move through them so symptoms are relieved, I really do have to recommend you don't do um, a trauma narrative or journaling on your own about this. Please find a licensed therapist trained in trauma therapy to guide you through the process. 
doing something like this on your own can often lead to re-traumatization. So you first need to be trained in how to find safety within yourself before you go into this process of creating a trauma narrative. So just a reminder there, but I just brought this all up to help us understand better that journaling, writing really can do amazing things with the brain. Um, And in this particular study, the researcher, his name was Lieberman from UCLA, found that putting feelings into words reduced emotional reaction significantly. So if you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, or if you've worked with me, or you've listened to a few of these episodes, you know that we work on practicing naming emotions. So just naming the emotion or the feeling you're experiencing reduces the intensity of the feeling or the emotion. So, you know, if you're feeling super angry by just saying, I am angry, reduces the intensity of that feeling. And this is why, um, you know, this is the research on, on why that works. And also just side note here, cause I'm thinking about it. This is also why teaching your child all the feeling words and helping them name their feelings when they are very young is so helpful in reducing children's acting out behavior and temper tantrums. Language is incredibly incredibly powerful. So naming and verbalizing feelings is very helpful to reduce that intensity of an emotion and writing takes it to a whole other level. So the conclusion of that particular study found that every um, journaling session lowers your brain's reactions, making them less intense and allows your feelings just to become more elaborate, more um, widespread, more calm, if that, if that makes sense. Um, expressive writing impacts the immune system as well. Since we know journaling works as a stress relief tool, we can also assume it will boost our immunity. And um, we do have some studies showing this as well. So writing about traumatic events distress and overall feelings can lower our chances of getting sick. And one study showed that journaling 15 minutes a day was enough to lower blood pressure. One way to sort of look at this is that journaling itself, um, you know, requires using that analytical, rational left side of the brain And while your left hemisphere is being occupied through the writing, the right side, which is, we'll just call it the creative feeling side, is giving some freedom and it allows your creativity to expand. And this creativity can be very cathartic and and give you a higher sense of well-being. So it really boosts your mood. And basically, we could guess that writing works to enhance our emotional and mental health through a a process of kind of helping us confront any emotions we have suppressed or are suppressing. And this is actually what happens in therapy as well, talk therapy. This confrontation actually reduces the stress of trying to suppress the emotions. Remember, it it takes a lot of energy to suppress them and takes away brain power um, that we could be doing other things in life, like to engage fully in life. So journaling guides us to process emotions and create this very 
coherent or clear narrative about our experiences. And remember, we, we talk often about gaining clarity and understanding and how clarity and understanding bring a sense of peace and calm. So journaling brings us more self-awareness and brings to light patterns in our thoughts and behaviors. And, and this awareness brings us an ability to take more control over our lives. And this is where we can talk for a bit now on how journaling can help with long-term weight loss. So we've discussed the benefits of journaling, how it works with the brain to gain these benefits. And when you're focused on losing weight and keeping it off for good, journaling is a really incredible tool, which has also been shown in studies to work for weight loss. We, we know that journaling for many people will create weight loss. If you want to focus simply on journaling for weight loss, then you can use a journal to simply just track what what you eat. We, we know that tracking your intake of food alone, just tracking leads to weight loss. And you know, this is probably due to keeping us more mindful of our eating patterns and aware. And so whether we are conscious of it or not, we make better choices in our eating behaviors. This is the kind of stuff that goes on in the back of the brain, sometimes without our awareness or consciousness, you know, journaling or tracking, um, what we are eating creates that awareness of intake, as well as keeps us more conscious of our goals of losing weight. You know, we're writing about these things. It is bringing into mind like, oh yeah, I am tracking my food because my goal is trying to lose weight. And this often leads to cutting out things like mindless snacking, munching on the, munching on things, um, you know, throughout the day without thinking about it. And just those things alone create weight loss without even changing anything else. So that's one way to use a journal for weight loss. But beyond that, any journaling can help with weight loss. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you understand that emotions often lead to overeating. So journaling on feelings, thoughts, can really help manage emotions, like we've been talking about previously, how that works with the brain and um, even our, our nervous system, and, and therefore can create less overeating when feeling overwhelmed, stressed, depressed, anxious, even happy. Uh, you can gain all the brain benefits uh, we talked about earlier in gaining this extra brain energy and the calming of emotions. And, and when that happens, we automatically behave in new ways. Remember, thoughts create the feeling, emotion, sensation, through our body, which then motivate our behavior. So using journaling to manage emotions motivates different behaviors, less overeating to try to manage emotions. And one last way you can use journaling for weight loss is to get really specific with journal prompts focused on your relationship with food, with your body. My clients get different prompts, different journal prompts every week after they check in with me, um, after their check-ins. And these journal prompts are designed to make them confront and move through thoughts and feelings that are holding them back from engaging in the behaviors they want to engage in with food, as well as a way to practice new thoughts that we want, that I want them to be practicing about their food relationship and body relationship. So we can start to shift those belief systems for them to create new habits around food and new habits of thought uh, around food and around their bodies um, in order to create healthier relationships with both. Okay, so 
a few practical steps if you want to start a journal practice. Start with just one or two days a week. So maybe you agree with yourself to journal on the weekend mornings when maybe things aren't quite as rushed like they might be during the week or two evenings a week right before bed. That's when you're going to journal. My point here is do not tell yourself you are going to start the practice every day from here on out. We all know that that doesn't usually work. Um, I've been doing, I've been journaling forever and I still, it's like, I would love to do it seven days a week, but, but I don't, it just, you know, there are days where it doesn't happen. So I would say I average, um, you know, anywhere between, well, probably four to seven times a week, but it just changes daily. With that said, I would say I almost always get in four days a week, um, and beyond that, sometimes when I do journal, it is just a quick list of gratitude. So, and we're going to get to that in a second too. Um, so start with just one or two days a week. Just commit to that two times a week. Okay. Another little tip here. This is one that really helped me get into it and keeps me going with it. Get a really nice pen and a nice new notebook or journal. Some, there is something about these two simple things that make journaling so much more easy to engage in. A really nice pen and a really nice journal or new notebook. And then set these things in a place where you can see them. Uh, your nightstand might be a good spot. You just want them um, where you're going to get the visual of them to remind you about them. And then um, I often hear, well, I don't know what to write. So if you don't know what to write, start with just naming feelings you've experienced throughout the day or write about your top three worries. You know, there's no right or wrong and it's not about, journaling's not about problem solving. It's it's really just about writing things out. So no right or wrong, um, no judgment, uh, just write anything. Okay, one last tip. Commit, during your journaling time, commit to writing for one minute only. So set a timer for one minute and you agree with yourself to write for that minute, even if it's just random words on the paper. And I really mean that, just random words, whatever. Just just do it. Just get the practice going in your brain. And if you keep doing it, you will eventually start writing more about thoughts, about feelings. And, and if you want to write longer than a minute, that's fine. Do it. But, but the goal is met when you hit that one minute mark. Okay, so one last thing. I, I sort of touched on this just a minute ago, but I would really be remiss if I didn't mention gratitude. So many, many scientifically proven benefits to writing about what you're grateful for. And if nothing else do this. Let a gratitude let um that gratitude practice be your journaling. So write out 3 to 5 things you are grateful for. And this practice has incredible benefits for mental emotional health, which we know leads to better behavioral health, like not using food to manage emotions. So some days are tougher than others to come up with what you're grateful for. But during those seasons of life, you know, really look for the small things like your warm cup of coffee or a roof over your head or your child's smile. These these small things that you can find gratitude for, for are actually what can bring us the most joy. So recognizing them and writing them down help intensify those good feelings and help manage emotions 
throughout the day. Okay, I'll wrap it up there. Thank you for sharing this space with me. And I just think it's great that all of us are working to gain better mental, emotion, emotional, and physical health. And if you keep listening, you are going to get some more information on some other resources I offer. I hope you have a wonderful day and we will talk soon. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Thank you.